What's up, everyone? Martin here, dropping another solo episode on Optimize Your Body podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you're having a great week. And yeah, I'm going to drop some knowledge bombs as usual. This is going to be tight, punchy, to the point, no nonsense, as always, right? Now, what I want to talk about today is the problem that we're facing on a global scale, right? And believe it or not, it's not actually, yes, we're facing an obesity epidemic and everything else, chronic illness. We go down the list, but it's actually being able to keep the fat off, right? This is this episode is based on sustainable weight loss, which is a different animal to losing weight. For example, six out of seven people, my friend, will lose a significant amount of weight at some point in their lifetime, only to gain it back and some, right? So on average, one out of seven people manage to keep all the fat off that they lost, right? So I'm going to tackle and get straight into some key components that have been proven in research, right? This is scientific evidence. So I'm going to kind of blend in some of the things that I've learned from coaching so many people, which is, to be honest, in a sense, more valuable anyway than research, because obviously research there's certain things that you're just not going to get out of studies. Okay. Don't get me wrong. We have to rely on the science. That is our go-to. But when it comes to human behavior, it's very complex as everyone knows, right? So the top four things, my friend, right? That comes up in research when it comes to people being able to keep all of the fat or keep all of the weight off that they lost is these following things, right? And I'm going to relate these to clients as well. Now, the first thing in no particular order, the first thing is self-monitoring, right? Now, ultimately, what that means is you, for example, regularly, regularly, I can't even get the word out, um, on a regular basis, weighing yourself, for example, or, you know, tracking and weighing your food, you know, for example, with my clients, what guests measure, guests manage, we do all the data we can, right? So we'll do, you know, body fat and stuff like that as well. But these are all forms of self-monitoring, right? Now, doing those things, actually, number one, you hold yourself accountable more, but number two, you know, you need consistent data. Otherwise, you're just guessing, right? So you're either, either going to monitor and pay attention to things. And I know people sometimes make excuses when it comes to tracking food and stuff. For example, I don't know, my fitness pal app, right? A lot of people are, oh, you know, it's too hard. Oh, tracking is not for me. Bottom line is there's only a tiny percentage of people that I wouldn't recommend tracking. It really depends on the client, to be honest. But having that awareness you know, it's really important and it shouldn't be a destination. It's a, it's an essential starting point for most people tracking your food, for example. Right. And that's a big part of self-monitoring, right? So what guess measure can get managed. Okay. If you're not tracking, you're guessing, for example, if we use food tracking again, as an example, I tracked on and off for about six years. Right. And even now, my friend, right. I'm not tracking now. Obviously I don't need to, and no one ever wants to do that forever. You want to get to the level that I'm at where you can do it intuitively, but for example, with me, I'm still way out. If I was to guess how many calories I'm having a day now, I'm probably out by about, say, give or take 300 to 500 calories a day. And that's the level I'm at, right? I'm really in tune. I'm way beyond the where, right? I'm doing things on an automatic level, right, with my nutrition. But if I was to guess calories and macros, I'm still going to be out by about 10, maybe even 15, potentially even 20%, right? So it goes to show the importance of that, right? And that's just an example of self-monitoring. So number one, self-monitoring. Number two is pre-planning, my friend, right? Now, for example, let's say you're going to eat out. And flexibility is really important. Again, this is a big part of my program is having a flexible approach to what you're doing, right? You can't have something which is restricted, restrictive when it comes to nutrition and lifestyle because it's going to be less, way less likely you're going to be able to stick to it, basically, right? So when we talk about food, for example, and meal prep, I say to my clients, for example, enjoy yourself, right? 
80% if you can give me 80% consistency on this program minimum i guarantee you will get life changing results so a big thing a big motto for me and in the program is consistency over perfection right so for example if you're going to go out and eat a meal on the weekend you're going to socialize and enjoy yourself which i promote by the way we're social creatures it's the most important thing when it comes to health but if you're going to eat a meal out look at the menu so look in advance at the menu, for example, before you go out and eat, right? If you want to be dialed and you want to know what you're going to consume, you want to have a decent amount of protein, for example, know what you're getting yourself in for, right? And you can look at the menu and plan in advance what you're going to have. And if you're tracking your food, which is probably going to be you know, important for most people listening to this, it depends what level you're at, right? Um, then you know you can factor it in and go, right, this is what I'm going to be having. At least I can have this much. Pro-. But if you go unprepared to a restaurant, for example, and you're hungry, right? Just like if you go to the superstore, don't do that, by the way, my friends. On this note, it's a bad move. Go to the supermarket when you're hungry. Big error, <laughs> big mistake, right? That's when you start making decisions, start putting stuff in your basket or trolley that you wouldn't normally do um, because you go in there hungry. It's the same if you're not planning ahead and you're going out to eat a meal and you go, oh, shit, I'm really, really hungry. And you're going to make poor decisions and you're not really prepared for it, right? So that's another simple thing. But the other thing is like meal prep, right? You don't need a rocket scientist to tell you this, but keeping it simple, right? For example, I'm lucky because obviously I work online so I can cook my food at home. I have two big meals a day. Um, I've got food available in the fridge, plenty of protein basically to just chuck on the pan and cook. Okay. Um, so I've always got lean protein available, right? So that is a simple thing, right? If you have to prepare your meals, you have to go to work and commute, whatever, have lean protein available, meats, have meat available to eat, right? Simple as hell. But if you haven't got lean protein available, protein blunts your appetite. Okay. And what happens when we don't have protein on the plate? One, we're not going to be as full and satiated because it's the most satiated macronutrient. And two, what are we going to replace the calories with? Fats and carbs. Generally, what do fats and carbs on their own make us want to do without protein involved? Overeat, okay? Um, and that depends on, you know, not all fats and carbs are treated equally, but you see where I'm going with this, right? So meal prep, pre-planning, if you're going to go to a restaurant, for example, key. It's proven in research. These points are proven in research, right? I'm not just making these up, but this is stuff that I've talked about to clients with as well, funny enough. Third one, simple saying that I always go back to, my friend, is your net worth is your network. In other words, who you surround yourself with is key. You don't need me to tell you that you will become an average. And this is true, by the way, you'll become, the, sorry, the five people you spend the most time with, you literally become, right? So having compliments from people and encouragement, is actually very, very important for you to be able to sustain weight loss. And I'm, I'm relating this to fat loss and weight loss, but you can relate this to overall health and just leveling up in general with your physique and your health, right? And your self-care. But especially when it comes to weight loss, so having encouragement, having compliments, having people around you who really want to see you win and who really are encouraging you and supporting you, right? So for example, it could be your partner. You know, if you've got a partner, for example, and this is stuff I've struggled with with clients in the past, you know, client might have a partner who's not necessarily taking care of themselves and they get pushed back from the partner, but they also get, you know, more temptation because that person is eating and eating and living a certain way, right? And they're surrounded by that all the time. So it's kind of common sense, really, but this is one of the most important things. Uh, and if you're getting criticism, this is another thing. So if you're getting pushback, like I was saying, it could be from a partner, it could be from a family member, it could be from friends you know, where you, maybe they're projecting their insecurities on you and giving you criticism for what you're doing. Oh, why are you doing this? Why are you tracking your food? Oh, you're obsessed, blah, 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 right? Bottom line is that shit is bad news, right? And this has been proven in research again. If you're getting criticism, that's a big no-no. And that's when people 
you know, fall off. All right. When they're getting constant criticism, pushback, da, 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 da. And this is why, again, relating this to the power of the community that we built, having like-minded people around you is absolutely huge, right? It's huge. You need to see it. And it's all good and me coach, all good and well, me coaching my client, for example, right? But if not, if they're not seeing my clients winning or having my clients share their struggles, even because people still struggle, even my best clients still sometimes struggle with certain things. Um, and sharing their lessons, like having like-minded individuals, growth-minded people around you. If you're looking to grow and better yourself, it's absolutely paramount, right? So take that one in. The next point, last but not least, is goal setting, right? So again, I'm relating this to my clients because these are all things, funny enough, I've looked at a recent study, but these are all things that is integrated into my program, right? Because they're essential things. Goal setting um, regularly, right? So you have to Goal set, it's very, very important, right? Very important. And when it comes to goal setting, people overcomplicate things sometimes, right? So it's setting small, measurable goals, which are going to get you to where you want to go, right? So for example, let's say you're listening to this and you want to lose weight. I want to lose 30 pounds, mine, okay? This is all good and well, mine, all these points. How the hell do I lose 30 pounds, okay? Get to the point. But goal setting is going to be important for you, my friend, right? Now, let's just say you want to lose 30 pounds, Realistically, this is why you need to have some sort of idea of a realistic approach to losing that weight, because losing that weight is one thing. But again, over 85% of people will gain all of that weight back. So how do you keep it off? Right. Let's say you're gonna, you want to lose 30 pounds. What's the first thing you need to do? For example, you need to have meals prepared. You need to have structure with your meals, right? So it could be something simple like for the first 30 days of my journey of losing this weight loss, I'm going to prepare all of my meals, Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday, right? At least Monday to six days a week, right? How am I going to do that? I'm going to plan ahead, right? Sunday, I'm going to order my meals from a company, right? Which a lot of my clients do. That's a lot easier, my friend. If you're a busy professional, like a lot of my clients and you work in long hours and you're trying to prep all your food on top of that, delegate it out if you're struggling to be consistent and get a meal prep company to help you. There's plenty of them out there now. Um, so for example, I've got to order my meals by X day at X time, or I've got to prepare my meals by X time on a Sunday. X time on a Wednesday, I've got to do it again. And I'm going to keep on top of that. And again, keep it simple, lean protein available, right? Another goal could be, right, If you, so if you want to lose weight, that's, for example, that's one thing you would do. The other thing then is, right, I want to lose, you know, let's say, again, you have to have someone tell you, because like, if you just make it up random numbers, ladies and gents, in terms of, yeah, I want to lose 30 pounds, so I'm going to lose 20 pounds in the first month, you're not going to keep it off, right? So you've got to know what you're doing as well. But right, I want to lose, say, five pounds or six pounds within my first 30 days. What do I need to do to achieve that? I need to do, again, you need to know like what to do in this situation. If you see what I mean, you can't just set random goals. But uh, for example, I'm going to do X amount of steps. So if you want to make it sustainable and you're currently doing 4,000 steps a day, don't try doing 10,000 steps a day. You're not going to stick to that forever. It's highly unlikely anyway, my friend. I'm not being pessimistic here. I'm being realistic, right? So add 2,000 steps onto your daily steps, right? Boom, I'm going to do that as well. Okay. And that's, that's what, so, so keep these goals simple and don't set too many of them. Literally one or two things at a time, my friend, because you got to look at what's sustainable for the rest of your life, right? Look at it that way. So I could go down the list with goal setting, but what I always do with clients is we always set performance based goals because guess what happens when you set strength goals and you set performance goals or fitness goals, whatever. Um, well, especially when it comes to strength goals anyway and lifting heavier weights and getting stronger and focusing on your mechanics your body responds as a byproduct. Funny enough, when you're, you know, you've got your protein right and you're sleeping well as well on top of that, of course. Um, guess what happens? Your body starts looking better as a byproduct. Um, and it takes your attention away 
from constantly looking at the scales all the time and stuff, because that's something I'm going to come to next as well. So anyway, I could go on and talk forever about each of these different topics, but you get the gist, right? So four most important things that comes up in research, and I can attest to this with clients. Number one, self-monitoring. In other words, weighing your food, weighing yourself, tracking your data. Number two, pre-planning, whether that's your meals, having lean protein available, looking at the menu before you go to the restaurant. Three, having encouragement and compliments and the right people around you. Criticism is a massive no. Okay. Four, goal setting regularly. Yes, I said it right this time. <laughs> regularly. So, all right. So now I'm going to quickly run through the three most biggest things that cause people to gain all the way back. Right. Now, this is very important. Listen up. Okay. Number one is structure. Okay. Not prioritizing training, for example, or having your lean protein available or your meals prepared and not making it a priority. Right. So this is why, again, I'm going to give you insights. And, and when I keep mentioning my clients, right, this is important because this is shit that actually works, my friend. I could talk about studies forever, but the reality is studies are not normally done long-term. They're done over a short period. This is the problem. Um, and, you know, anyway, so structure, like my clients, for example, it's like, right, I mentioned this before, but what are you doing for self-care? You know, how many, what's the minimum and maximum non-negotiables? And they'll just plan, right, okay, I'm going to go for a maximum of three sessions and a minimum of two or a maximum of five and a minimum of three, whatever that looks like to you, my friend. But if you're not prioritizing that and integrating your training sessions and allocating time to get your meals prepared, whether that's ordering from a company or doing it yourself, those two simple things right there, I could keep going down the list of other things to prioritize. But when we're talking about losing weight, they're the two biggest examples. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to end up chasing your tail, making poor choices with food because you haven't got meals prepared or lean protein, skipping workouts, because that's the biggest problem. Let's face it. It's the consistency, right? And I always say the worst program done in the world inconsistently, sorry, the worst program done in the world consistently is going to get better results than a world-class program done inconsistently. Simple as that, right? So that's the number one thing. Well, this is in no particular order, but structure, not prioritizing training and stuff like that, right? Number two, this is a big one. Weigh, weighing yourself and seeing your weight stay the same or go up. I know you can relate to this, my friend, right? If weight loss or fat loss is something you struggle with, especially if you're a female, but guys struggle with this as well. You jump on the scales one week, your weight goes up or stays the same. You lose motivation and you think F it or screw it. And then you're like, you lose motivation and then you get disheartened. Okay. And then you just give up. All right. You quit. That's a big one. And that takes me on to the next one. Now, the third one, which is emotional eating. And this is a massive thing. And it's crazy, right? Because when you think about it, it's completely counterproductive. Um, but what do we use? What, what's the most commonly abused drug on the planet? Most likely food, okay? In this day and age, especially ultra-processed foods, emotional eating. So people weigh themselves, the weight goes up, what stays the same. And guess what happens then? What do they turn to to make them feel better? Or what do you turn to, my friend, to make you feel better? If you can relate to this, you turn to food and then emotional eating, and then obviously you you go backwards and you gain the weight back because you hit that big shiny uh, red off button. And by the way, my friend, when it comes to self-sabotage, right, because emotional eating is one of the biggest self-sabotage superpowers for most people, right, let's be honest, when it comes to weight gain, one or two days isn't going to do any damage on a physiological level. Um, but if you lose your shit and you get into your own head and you go, oh, do you know what? Screw it now. And you don't get back on the wagon, right? That's when you start going backwards, right? A couple of days doesn't make any difference physiologically. You know what I mean? So you got to get that into your head. So anyway, that's the other one, right? So no structure. Number one, weight going up, give up, lose motivation. Number three then is turn into emotional eating when the weight doesn't go down. Remember, my friend, fat loss is not linear, right? The body doesn't work like that, right? Let's say you're looking to lose 
30 pounds, right? You're not going to lose two pounds every single week forever. You might lose four pounds one week, one pound one week. You might gain a pound the following week. The body fluctuates week to week based on lots of different things, which don't make uh, which don't even correlate with your body composition, like fat and muscle, right? We're talking about fluid. We're talking about hormones within the body, right? We're talking inflammation. You know, you could have more water, more carbohydrates, and a little bit more salt, and your weight goes up by a few kilos overnight or five to 10, you know, a good few pounds overnight. The body doesn't work like that. So it's not a linear process, right? You've got to look at it over the space of a month. And to be honest, you know, I've had people in a calorie deficit before, and I know they're in a calorie deficit because I'm an expert at what I do. And I'm like, okay, so they haven't lost weight for like three weeks. I know they're still in a deficit and I know it's going to catch up. And then on week four, boom, they might lose a, 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 you know, drop a certain amount of weight or whatever. Right. And then it catches up. So I've had people in a deficit for like, you know, you know, and not lose any weight for three weeks. Okay. Because well, internal stuff that's going on within the body or water retention. And I could keep talking on that stuff because the body's very complex, but you get the idea now, ladies and gents, and I'm going to wrap things up there. Right. So remember as always, right. I want you to stop the podcast. Well, don't stop it. Listen to me. Don't cut me off yet, my friend, right? Keep listening. But once you finish this podcast, in your notes straight away, what is the one or two things, or what's the one thing of those points that I made, one uh, one or two things max that you can implement and be consistent with, right? Or one thing you can improve of with the last three things I said in terms of structure, emotional eating, or whatever, right? What can you do to improve those things? Okay. One or two things, one or two takeaways. Make a note of it after this podcast, my friend. Just to wrap it up, listen up. Okay. Got something important to share with you. Okay. Talking about self sabotage, right? I have live guests come on, like experts within their field, come on and do a talk with clients every month or two, right? And I've got an absolute wizard. Her name is Mandy Sinclair, and she's an expert when it comes to helping people level up. Um, and get sustainable progress with weight loss or health and fitness, um, build, um, even small businesses, getting over roadblocks. She, she's just an expert when it comes to mindset, long story short. And what she's going to be, she's doing a few talks for us, but th- uh, basically this Thursday, oh shit, what day is it now? You listen to this, Wednesday. So, or maybe Tuesday in the US, Thursday. Okay, it's Thursday, the 20th of October. Okay, this week at 6.30 p.m. Sydney time or 8.30 a.m., in the UK, this Thursday, the 20th of October, it's, 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 it's a weird time in America. You'll have to figure that out with the time difference. But she's coming on, and I'm inviting you, my friends, to come along, right? I've got a few spaces available. I've been letting people come along to this talk for free, right? And obviously, this is just exclusive for my one-to-one clients, but I'm letting people come in because I know how many people struggle massively with self-sabotage. So this talk is going to be on managing self-sabotage. She's going to talk about how to break the self-sabotage cycle, how to create new habits, and how to manage your inner critic. It's going to be absolutely gold, right? And if you miss this, I'm going to be honest with you, you're a fool, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to be straight with you. If you struggle with this and you're going to, and you miss this, a free talk like this, you're actually a fool. This, if you miss this mastermind, I'm going to be upfront with you. <laughs> no disrespect, my friend, but it's going to be gold. Um, and I was just going to say, I will. If you know, if you're in America, it's going to be like a stupid time, I think. So if you can't make it, um, drop me an email, admin at optimizeyourbody.com. Optimizer spell S-E on the end, not Z-E on the end, the American way. It's obviously spelled the British way. <laughs> Optimize S-E on the end. Admin at optimizeyourbody.com or better still, drop me a DM on Instagram at Martin Silver Fitness and I'll send you over the replay. Okay, my friend, because I'm good like that and I look after you, all right? Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. One more thing then. If you like this episode, my friend, you know how valuable this content is. Please, and, you th- and you know a friend or a family member who's been struggling to lose weight for X amount of time and they're really 
not doing well, or you think they would benefit from this, just give them a share with this podcast. Will you just simply send a link to them? Because something like this can go a really, really long way with people. If they can dissect one thing out of one of these things and implement it, it could be game changing for them. So think about it. Who would benefit from this podcast and just drop the link over to them. Let's spread the good word. Um, and that's pretty much it, my friend, right? Thanks for listening. And I hope you got a ton of value from this episode.